Thanks for joining us for another amazing message from C3 Church Calgary. Our hope is that our podcast will equip and connect you to Jesus. Now prepare your hearts to receiving something new from God today. Amen. So uh, basically what we want to do uh, this morning in the ne- next few minutes is... Um, we want to uh, apply some of the things I've been preaching for the last few months, as well as um, let you into our lives a little bit more, share a little bit of our story, and, um, and help you to understand us a bit better. So um, we don't do this very often, those of you who have been around for a while. We rarely, maybe once or twice, eh? A few times, yeah. So I'll, I'll open with a scripture, and then we'll chat. And, we'll, and this is gonna be, um, hopefully it's gonna be really helpful. I personally believe that the uh, primary qualification for leading the church is to be able to uh, lead your home well. Uh, if, if, if Kelly and I were to have um, not be together, you, pro- you, you probably would not be feel, uh, how would I say this? I just feel that, you, that, our, that a marriage is a picture of the church. And when you, so basically when you can't care for the bride that he's given you, you, you shouldn't be entrusted to the bride of Christ. And so this is a, this is a really significant thing for me to, to use our home as an environment for learning. And uh, of course the, the, the primary purpose of learning to love in life. Um, you all know that, lo- that, that the truths are not all equal um, when we read in 1 Corinthians it says, and the greatest of these, so there's hope and there's faith, but the greatest is love. Actually love carries a greater weight in terms of truth. And so uh, I just wanna allow you know, the Lord to use some of our story and, uh, and we basically, probably the message is this, of, is that if we could do it, uh, Everybody could. anybody could, <laughs> but, but not with the help of the Holy Spirit. I don't know how anybody is able to like, uh, make life work without the church, the body of Christ, without the word of God, without the spirit of God. I don't know how anybody does it. So if you've got better ways of figuring it out, like, I guess you can go for it. But for us, this has been primary in our lives. And it's how our relationship began. Let me just open with a scripture here that I find deeply convicting. In 1 John chapter four, um, and verse, um, do we have that? I, 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 yeah, but anybody who doesn't love does not know God. There you go. <laughs> anybody who doesn't love doesn't know God because God is love. So my um, thesis, I guess, in this is that our relationships and especially our marriage is a, a strong reflection of our connection with, with Christ because he is love. You can't expect to have love in your relationship if you're not connected to the source of love. And, and then just a little bit later, in, or earlier in 1 Corinthians 13, which is again, a very humbling passage, that love is patient and love is kind. I tried to live this out. I was gonna go, there's 15 qualities here. I tried to live them out one a month, failed miserably. It's, it's very difficult to, but when you think about about this type of love, the agape love of God, which mar- marriages needs all four, four different types of love, right? Family love, eros love, and all this love. But this is, when you read chapter 13 of Corinthians, you realize that this is how God loves me all the time. He's patient. 
I don't know if you've been aware of that or not, but God's extremely patient with you. <laughs> he's extremely patient with me, and he's unbelievably kind to me. Just those two things. Your best expression of, the, of God's love would be simply be patient and kind. What, what, that means, what that means is that when you don't get your own way, you don't pout, and that you're polite. That's probably as good as marriage counseling as I could give to anybody. Could you, could you be polite? And could you be patient? And, and I think that um, the, the rest of them, of course, are equally as convicting. It's not jealous, not boastful, not proud, not rude. Doesn't demand its own way. Not irritable. It keeps no records of when it's been wronged. It's never glad about injustice. I don't know in your relationships you've ever felt, yes, justice was served. Well, that's not love. That's not, that's not the love that never fails. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't rejoice over injustices, but it rejoices whenever the truth wins out. That is so powerful. And then it says love never gives up. When you include God's quality of love in your relationships, it never gives up on the other. This is, what, this is how God loves me. He never gives up on me. He's never given up on anyone, ever. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful and it endures through every circumstance. Such a profound truth. So to, um, to just begin about our story, um, um, I wanna probably just say first of all that, um, that, it, that, that I live with the conviction that my life is my choice. So, so our, your marriage is not the marriage that you hoped for, it's the marriage that you worked for. Your life is the same. This isn't the life, not the life you hoped for, it's the life that you worked for and you made decisions on a regular basis and you choose Every day, every moment, and so our marriage is a decision, sorry, is, a, is based on our, our decision to not love once, but to love consistently, and to love um, every day, make a decision to love every day. And I was, I was wrongly informed that love was an emotion when I was growing up, but it's not an emotion. I mean, it has some emotions connected to it, but primarily it's, it's a choice and it's a decision. And you can't be married and not be familiar with sacrifice because God's type of love is sacrificial love. Okay, so there's the lesson, big lesson. Now how did we, how did we do it? <laughs> how do we make that all work, sweetheart? So, so let me just quickly define love and, sorry, define marriage kind of quickly. And, um, and then I want to just remind us about uh, how it, this worked. It actually didn't work a lot of the times, but it was meant to work <laughs> along the way. Marriage by biblical definition is one man, one woman for one lifetime. There's all forms of relationships. And, you know, um, I don't, um, um, so, so here, here's what, let me just say this. I think kids need a mom and a dad. I, when, when Kel's away and I, I try to be a mom, I, it's just pathetic. <laughs> or when I'm away and she tries to be a dad, I'm, I'm assuming it didn't work that well. Because kids need mom and dad. Look back in your life. Did you need a mom and a dad? Right, so the creation mandate was be fruitful and multiply. How do you multiply? Well, we're not talking about that specifically, but you need a mom and a dad. You need a man and a woman. And covenant love for one lifetime. Okay, so I don't need to say more about that. Um, 
Where did we get our ideas of marriage from? So this is where Kel's about to chime in. Um, your ideas of marriage and relationships, they came from your homes of origin. Primarily, I know some of you watch the Brady Bunch and some of you, you know, if, if you TV programs, we get some of our ideas from Hollywood. But primarily, you watch what was modeled within your home. That's primarily what it was. Um, a whole bunch of smart people got together in a room one day and, and they uh, tried to determine what it took to have a healthy and whole life. Um, it's something like this, massive doses of respect, affection, encouragement, comfort, nurture, quality time, acceptance, approval, appreciation, and attention. Was yours anything like that? Few, few were, <laughs> right? So we grew up a little bit, we began in a home of origin that was a little bit broken. Maybe we could start there. But that's where we got our ideas of how we relate. So Kelly and I came from different home environments. And, and here comes the clash of the titans. Um, you know, when the scripture says the two become one, the question is always, which one? <laughs> so, of course, I thought my model was the best and worked really hard for us to become this one. But your, your experience, go ahead. So, I was brought up um, being a teacher's um, school kid, teacher. School teacher's kid. Yeah. And so life was very predictable and, and very normal. Um, but it was, well, I have the word calculated, same, same, repeat. Calculated, same, same, repeat. When we got, we were talking about doing this while we were away. And the Lord gave me an image. And um, so our marriage started out with me um, kind of going down this beautiful ri river. Peaceful. Peaceful, Calm. calculated, repeat. Yeah. Peaceful, calculated. And then I looked over and, and I seen looked this. River. Looked at his river and seen whitewater rafting. <laughs> and I just thought, that looks like fun. It's like fun, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. And then when we got together... So I said, come on over my river. Yeah. yeah, so when we got together, it's this peaceful and white water coming together, and then it was... Oh, More white water. All, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this peaceful, calculated person was now going like yeah, this, yeah, and I just thought, yeah. oh, Lord. Um, and it was rough for quite a few years. But coming from again, a home that was just really calculated. You didn't really share your emotions, you just went along with the ride. And so your way of relating was you wouldn't, you wouldn't, wouldn't talk out stuff publicly very much, No, right? I just went along with, with Lauren and, and became very, very um, agitated inside <laughs> because he was bringing me on this whitewater rafting because you know that whitewater rafting doesn't just go into a river until later. Long time, it takes a long time. Until a long time. And so I was looking forward to this long time of kind of what, smooth what, sailing what, when yeah. he would become normal and, and what, we could what, just kind of, what, <laughs> you know. So my background was a farming background and so every year we went into this uh, and you could feel it in the house because you take, that you take everything that you brought in last year and you put it in the ground. So it's a, this massive step of faith where everything, uh, everything now goes into trusting the cycles of life and to produce a harvest. And uh, we didn't have, so she, her, her family had two months holidays every summer. We might get three or four days 
Maybe, just, just in between after you sprayed and before hay season started. We only have just a little window, and we were really thankful for like a day at the beach. Well, she is expecting two months, and I go like, where you can ever get that from? We don't have two months because, right, we get some time in the winter often, but she likes sunbathing. And of course, for me, it was, this was, you know, I, I used to have farmer towns, right? And uh, Like so, I said, calculated, same, same. Same, same. Repeat. So, so, if so. You, a, couple, a couple years ago, we, um, we have not had marriage counseling. And I said, you know, we probably need some counseling because we're in this like 35 year plus. This is our 36th year. So maybe somewhere in our 34th. I said, let's, let's get a counselor to help us out. Uh, she said, well, what's wrong? I said, well, nothing's wrong, but let's just, like, let's just see if we're okay. So we, he, he put us through this battery of tests and personality profiles. And... Um, and he said, I've never seen two people that are so opposite. Can I use you as a case study? <laughs> <laughs> true story. It's true story. That's why we say, if we can do it, yeah, anybody, anybody can. can do it. But I just want to say, um, this isn't just a marriage talk, because what it is is what Lauren's been speaking on for the last month. And there's foundational stuff in, in marriage, in relationships. And that's what the key is. And what really was happening with me is, is as a young girl, and I'm saying this to singles, because if you can get this before you get into marriage, yeah. you're going to do really, really well. But judgments, especially against your parents, right. will end up yep. amplified yep. in your marriage. Show up in your marriage. And yeah. I just, you yeah. know, the Lord, first of all, I just want to say we were both Christians when we, when we got together, but there's acting like a Christian and then there's being a Christian. And I think I acted like a Christian for a long time. I went to church, read my devotional, yeah. you know, yeah. happy, happy. We had such different... Anyways. <laughs> 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 just, I just want to go. Power on, play. I just want to go. <laughs> just want to go down this judgment thing for a while. Preach, girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Matthew seven one to 12, one, one and two. Like the Lord just clearly, like he he just kind of like this thing just jumped off, and it says there's three things here. It says do not judge, or you will be judged. Not you might be judged, you will be judged. For in the same way you judge, others will judge you. And the measure that you judge, it'll be measured back to you. And the Lord just showed me, um, Kelly, it's like, for me, I was th as hard as I was throwing a baseball, that baseball was coming back at me full force. And so the judgments that I had still have a few, still working through a few, with my parents, just became even more evident in relationship. So it's not just marriage where the judgments come yeah. out. Yeah. It's in friendships. It's in churches. It's in any type of relationship. Just deal with your judgments. The thing is, in your home of origin, there's good and there's bad. Yeah. And so bless the good. Honor yes. your parents. Yes. Bless the things that yes. are positive coming towards you. Yeah. But 
write down the judgments and then let the Lord help you reverse those judgments or they just come back. And the way that we deal with them is we ask the Lord to forgive us of those judgments, right? Someone can't do this for you. So you ask, so personally at the end of our time here when we're praying for people, our team is prepared to hear your confessions. And it can't be general confessions, they need to be specific. Father, forgive me for judging my father for this, or forgive me for judging my whatever. It needs to be specific or it it lacks power. So it needed to be specific and then it became ongoing for us, right? Well, just get into any relationship and that little button gets pushed and that little judgment or huge judgment gets. So the point we're trying to make is what I was trying to share is instead of trying to work on the other person, we work on ourselves. Totally. And, and how that became really evident f- for us was along the way when we would have an issue and we would pray about it, uh, we had some support around us. We had a church we could go to, we hear the word and we're in worship and part of small groups and stuff. But, but, but I would say, can I say 100% of the time, the Lord would bring a truth teller in front of us to point something out, to help us. And we would really prefer that the Lord appear in a vision or a dream or something rather than through a person. Mm-hmm. But when we would ask for some help and then the Lord would bring somebody, we needed to now make a decision, were we going to respond to that? But he always brought us truth tellers, right? One, one story that, that <clears throat> actually, it's a huge story because I wouldn't be here, honestly. I don't know if we would be here right now. Yeah, we wouldn't. If it wasn't for a, a prophet. A prophet yeah. that happened in our life. I just want to say, when you're going down this river, it did become smooth a little bit, and then we hit a major rock. And sometimes the major rocks in your life are, is your destiny, because it's supposed to be fun, right? Life is supposed to be full. Sure. But yeah, we hit abundant. a major rock. I hit a major rock. Um, well, hopefully mom's not listening to the podcast. So anyways, <laughs> but somehow my family, my mom, had a judgment against the church. And when Lauren was going to go into ministry, she would, um, they would try and say, well, can't you get a, a better job? Yeah, like, like a real can't job. You, a real job, you know? Like and with they Sass would Power. That was try, the... and, try and get us into other jobs. Pretty specific. And anyways, but the, this, this judgment just became so rooted within me that we, when we got to Calgary, um, because I, I could kind of like float along, but when we got to Calgary, it, it came down to, I hate this, I do not want to do this, you have to quit, or no, I, I didn't say you have to quit, He'll, Lauren said, I'll quit, we'll quit. And then it's just kind of like, we can't, we can't. And it was like, it became such contention. We would do church, we would go home, I'd cry, I'd be mad. A sob. I'd sob. Yeah, not cry. Yeah, cry. (laughs) (laughs) But but anyways, this went on on for quite a while. And then because it was the destiny, because the enemy knew that this was our destiny. Yes. He just brought people around us. Yes. I yes. couldn't run away. Right. It would be bad if the pastor's wife just never showed up <laughs> on church on Sunday. But I just couldn't run away. And I just say, you know, you hit a rock, face that rock and look <clears throat> for help. Ask help. 
Go to your small group leaders. Go to a pastor. Go to somewhere. But when they say what to do, do it. Yeah. It's one thing when, when this guy yeah. spoke to us and he just, it was just black and white and we just walked away and I just knew, okay, yeah. Lord, change my heart. You got to change my heart. And so then I started working on that. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how people ever do it without the Lord. I have no idea. So we're not, we're not helpful if you're not willing to lean on the Lord because yeah. it's the only way that our marriage has survived, yeah. right? We started, we were so different and um, like really, really different. <clears throat> so opposites at first attract and then they attack is what happens. <clears throat> and and what, would, what, what took place for us is that, so I thought like my style of praying was uh, loud and, and, and movement. And hers was quiet beside the bed on her knees. She was, such, she was, a, she was a angelic when, in this posture. Um, and, and so, I don't know if you remember the, the, the day when you, we were in the, both in the bedroom, you were beside the bed, and I'm charging away, you know, and then I'd pray in tongues for a while, and then I'd make declarations, and she looked at, could you just be quiet? I'm trying to pray. <laughs> and I go, well, that's exactly what I'm doing. Why are you praying so quiet? It was honestly like a beautiful thing like prayer. How could that ever get weird? It really did, right? And it was the same with the division of labor. How are you going to figure out who does what? Well, in my family, it was pretty clear. Um, and dad worked outside, mom worked inside. It was all very clear. And there was no issue about that at all. Um, and, then, and then, I mean, you were, you know, <clears throat> but the thing, <clears throat> do, you remember, do you remember the time when you were at, well, try, she was trying to motivate me to pick up, pick up my clothes. Well, mom picked up my clothes for me at home. And, but, my, but, we de- but I didn't marry my mom. <clears throat> she didn't, <clears throat> and she didn't marry her dad. <clears throat> right? It's a different deal. <clears throat> so she asked me, is that, is, is, are, those, are those your underwear on the floor? And I said, well, if they're not, we've got a much bigger problem, don't we? <laughs> and so, and so, so, and then she, one day, then she brought in, she's trying to help me pick them up, right? She brought in my staple gun. I was going to staple them to the floor. And, and there's different ways of motivating people. This wasn't, I don't, there, and I don't know if you've been faced with those sorts of things or not, but, but here's what happened. Uh, I pick up all of my clothes. I mean, it's not always as neat as she likes it because she'll straighten them up a little bit. I iron my own clothes. I'm still, it's a, it's a, it's a bit sketchy if I can wash stuff or not. But, uh, but I've, we've learned to figure that out, right? And then I help with, you know, like um, other stuff, right? I become re- incredibly domesticated <laughs> from my perspective. Okay, your turn. <laughs> Getting baptized up Can here. I just say, we haven't lost our personality in this. I haven't, we've, no. like the two rivers becoming one, the two becoming one. You become one unique thing. Yeah, a brand new a thing. Brand new brand thing. Brand new, yeah. And then you have children. <laughs> and we got a couple in the audience here, dear. Yeah. <laughs> to be careful. So we apologize. Forgive us, kids. But the, but, but, but but I just want to say another one thing that Lauren talked about too is is about sowing and reaping, and um, when we had our kids. You know, if the Lord hadn't dealt with me before, which he did, but when you have your kids and you see that little speck in their eye, yeah. man, it came from you, someplace, you have right? to ask if yeah. there's a plank in your own. Right. 
Like, I, I just thought, if you want to know what's in you, yeah, look, in your kids. look at your kids. Yeah. Like, that was my thing. I could, I could see in my, my kids, I could see control. And then I'd have to say, Lord, is there control in my life? And I, I could see fear. I could see a bunch of stuff. I couldn't see them on my own. But you could see them. But I seen them in my kids. How did they get that? So rather than trying to correct them in the kids, we corrected them in ourselves through prayer and intercession. When Nehemiah went in to, to build the walls, he prayed for his father's, all of his father's sins before he went ahead with the assignment. And I think for us, when you began to see, and, and they're actually be pretty easy to see. So our kids became our prayer, prayer assignments for us. Mm -hmm. And then once we dealt with it and in us, then we could go approach it in them because there was no, that ground was no longer in us. So then we could go and help them and minister to them, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's been different things that have helped you. One of the great um, things for, for us both has been LL Ministries. Mary and Alexandra lead that. And that's been incredibly helpful for us in just learning about dealing with our stuff, right? Well, dealing with, you know, spirit, soul, and body. Like, there's one thing about praying, but there's another thing about... There's just some things coming into agreement with someone else and, and dealing with those really hard areas that you can't go there by your own, on your own. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm thankful for LL and I'm thankful for the prophetic people that God's placed yes. around us. And I'm Such thankful gifts. for prayer warriors and intercessors. Yes, yes. I, I'm actually thankful, you know, there's just friends that yes. just can stand with us and pray. Yeah. And instead of just being on our own, yeah. we need to engage with others. God speaks through other people. And so that's, so that's when you, just a big thing. When you read through um, the Paul's, um, this, the, in Ephesians chapter five, it's the, uh, those, there's about um, six or eight verses there. When you read, first read through that, you can understand why Paul was single. <laughs> I re so you read through that and you go, really? No wonder you never got married. Um, but, but sometimes you miss that first part because you, we somehow highlight that submission part, but we forget about the passage before that said that you, where it says, and furthermore, you'll submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mutual submission is such a critical thing in our, uh, our, our relationship that <clears throat> it's helped us to understand how the local church works. And he said, I'm speaking of a mystery, but the mystery is really about Christ and the church. And that's been a profound impact for us. Mm -hmm. So um, when, when we, just, just in kind of coming to our last point kind of, um, uh, what, what's been really important for us, one of the things is casting a vision for our marriage. And I feel that's really, really important for any, um, for any for relationship. But, but I began to cast vision for all the different roles in Kelly's life and then speak them over her. And I would also cast vision for the different dimensions in Kelly's life. She is spirit, soul, and body. And there's times when I need to have a specific vision for her physically. By that I mean, you know, your health. That's what I mean. And, um, when, and, when, and but also for your soul, how she thinks, and then for her spirit, and, uh, right? So I have vision for that too. Uh, when we, before we got, here's what's an important little part here. Um, we married out of obedience to Christ. And I don't know if you remember when I proposed to you what you said. Do you remember what you said? Yeah. Um, yes, she said yes. She said, I think so. She said in Jesus' name, I will. <clears throat> and then we had engraved on our rings, our first, the, the, the rings right until Christ comes again. 
This has been a significant thing for us because the first year of our marriage was really difficult as these two streams were coming together. And we really thought we had, um, we had lots of power and, and you know, the presence of God in our life. He's led us this far. Why are we having such um, 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 strong disagreements? <laughs> and, um, and there's, you know, right at the beginning, you know, when, when and here's what's important to note is that your past uh, really can't, doesn't have enough power to disqualify you for your future unless you let it. And, and those first years were really difficult for us. And that one time when you jumped in the Jeep to take off because you were just mad, right? And I jumped in the back of the Jeep and grabbed onto the roll bar and said, you're not leaving. <laughs> of course, you know, any type of demands and force never really, this, it's a violation of the heart. But I wasn't gonna let her go. And so at that point I said, after we kind of simmered down, I said, what do you wanna do for your 25th wedding anniversary? And, and in your life, men had often left and so she came with this vow in her heart that the man's going to leave. Didn't realize it, but yet she was kind of projecting and prophesying that over our relationship. Well, you're gonna leave anyway. And I went, what? No, no, this, I'm, this is for life. This is for till death do us part. How could you even say that? And so I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And so I said, okay, here's what I'm gonna do then. I'm gonna plan our 25th wedding anniversary on our first year marriage. When you're, when you're doing short range shooting, you know, when you're doing target practice short range, actually you don't need to, uh, it's pretty simple. But if you're, doing, if you're shooting for over a mile, you actually need to take into a whole bunch of considerations of how the earth is turning and a whole bunch of other things. It's a different deal. And so then I planned our 25th wedding anniversary and said, where do you wanna go? And you said, Fiji, and I said, okay. And on our 25th wedding anniversary, I took her to Fiji. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we need to wrap up? Yeah. Okay. So for me, um, I want to say that there's luggage and there's baggage in a relationship. Yeah. In a relationship. <clears throat> we all have to deal personally with our baggage. And we, and we all have it. And we all have it. And we bring Whether it along. Whether you want to admit or not, we all have it. And we still carry it. But it's less. Because the baggage is what's behind, and luggage is for the future. But, but basically, luggage is, is paradigms and experiences from our previous, for, from our past. Their perspectives, their beliefs, their experiences, and it's stuff that we bring into a relationship. Luggage, on the other hand, is our vision, and it's our dreams, and it's our hopes, and it's our passion. So, so when you're coming into a relationship, deal with your baggage, and invest and pack in your, your luggage. Pack your luggage. <laughs> yes. Um, the the um, um, just maybe. Yeah. Yep. Are we um, good? I just well, I just want to wrap up kind of with we wanted to talk about. Uh, um, <clears throat> do we want to talk about praying together or having fun together or? This isn't like marriage tips. Tips. It's our no. story. <clears throat> it's it's relationship. <clears throat> Lauren wanted to talk about marriage and you can't. And I said yeah, but to me it's important relationships. It's. I'm me. He's him. Kelly's really quiet, and when she's quiet, I, learned, I listen very carefully. Well, beware of introverts, okay? Because <laughs> there's lots of conversation going on. And, yeah. It's just going on in here. When it comes out, then you really are. <laughs> no, yeah. Kidding. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, this isn't a marriage talk. It's a relational talk. Deal with judgments. <clears throat> right. Deal with accusations. Deal with offenses. Deal with stuff, but also deal with the positive. Pack the positive. Deal, yeah. deal with the baggage. Pack the luggage, because the future <clears throat> is meant to be bright and, and yes. brighter than you can <clears throat> even imagine. 
better than you can even imagine because God said it was. So one of the powerful things that just in, um, in trying to apply this thing about having vision in our life, um, a, a really powerful thing I learned very early is to have a picture that you can always see of you having fun together. Uh, if not, they'll think of, you'll, you'll think of other pictures. <laughs> So I keep a visual reminder of Kelly and I having fun all the time in front of me so I can always see that. And then I also tell stories about that and I've written you a couple of books about our life together. And the first thing I say in the morning, I love my life, I love my wife. And I ask the Lord how he wants me to love her that day. And part of that comes out of uh, my commitment that I made to you 36 years ago that I would, I would love you that way and the way that you're gonna be loved, how God, you're gonna feel God's love is through me. And so love always creates some form of response. And when I see I'm not getting the response that I want, this is I, pretty basic, you change your action. It's not, you, you, you get exactly the response that you've created. <laughs> it's, it's very, very specific. And so, um, so I have learned there's times, um, you know, in, in um, uh, Jesus, probably another fellow who wasn't married, but he gave us the most profound marriage counsel ever. He said, if you want to find your life, give it away. That's profound. That's just profound. And so is there anything you'd like to say in, in closing, sweetheart, because the band's coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty good. I, I just... Um... <clears throat> If you can each do what God's asked you to do, you know, you can, you can feel his love. And there's no one that I'd rather spend my quiet times or my days, my years, than with this man. Because honestly, what he preaches and when he stands up on Sunday, that's who he is every day of the week. And he walks out what he preaches. And I, I honestly, like I was, um, if you wanna say the devil's advocate, that's not. But I made it rough for him. I would agree with the, the enemy, with the lies, I was the one that made our marriage hard. And, um, <laughs> we are wrapping up. Yeah, I know, I know we are. <laughs> but I just yeah. want to say, when we work on ourselves and let Jesus just flow through us to the other person, <clears throat> it really works. But he can't flow if there's something stuck. That's yeah. my biggest thing is, Deal, deal, with, deal with the baggage. We really, really love the church. This is our life as a church. Um, but you're not our spouse. This is, she's my wife. And... Wrap up. <laughs> trying. Um, this, is, this isn't a marriage thing. No, 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 I know. Mm. So, so we're going to pray for, I want to pray for marriages though, right now. And uh, then we're going to pray for people in, mar in relational conflict. Well, re relational, where you're stuck, because yeah, place where you're stuck. I, I just, we, yeah. we. This stuff works though, it really, it really, really works. It really, really works. The, the, 
So if you're here and you're married today, just grab your spouse's hand and then let me just pray generally over all the marriages, right? So Father, I thank you for the beautiful image of God that's reflected in the marriage of one man and one woman in covenant relationship together. I bless these marriages, I bless these homes. I thank you for the tools that you've given us in your word and the power of your spirit to break judgments and vows Mm -hmm. and curses and lies. And you're bringing every marriage into a great uh, place of freedom. And and Lord, um, we just declare today that we will have strong marriages in our church. And we thank you, Father, that you're building your house and you're building these families. So I bless these marriages and I bless these uh, homes. And I thank you, Lord, that we can war for our families, we can war for our relationships, and we can fight for godly marriages in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. So if, you have, if you're stuck in a relationship, not just with a spouse, but you're just stuck in a relationship, your destiny is on the other side. And we'd like to call the prayer team forward. Yeah. So let's because all just stand together as we close. There's just a bigger life for you. That's all I can say. God has so much more. So if you feel you're in a, mar- in, in not a marriage, but in a relational uh, deadlock right now, and you'd like power, agreement, and prayer, I want you just to come forward right now, and we will, we'll pray for you together. Just, just scoot up. I know we've done this for the last couple of weeks, but if you feel that you're at an impasse in a relationship of any kind, it doesn't need to be your marriage, just any kind. And we're gonna pray that God will open your eyes, break the judgments, and is there anybody else wanna just come on up, or how are you doing? Anybody? That's great. This this takes a ton of courage uh, to admit you have a need. It's huge, I know that. So we're just gonna, and and we're gonna have each of these ones, and we're gonna, I'm gonna, Kelly and I are gonna pray generally, and then we're gonna ask them to pray specifically. You, you, You feel like you're at an impasse in a relationship. So just come on up and stand, stand up front here with us. That's great, thank you. <clears throat> These are all personal, but they really, really mean a lot to the Lord. And, and, and whatever it is you're wrestling with, you don't have to fight alone. So just, just come on up, just come on up, stand. That's great, thank you everybody. We're gonna wrap up right now. Father, we thank you for opening eyes that have been blinded to judgments and vows and curses and lies that have been made over these relationships. Now I declare supernatural responsibility over each one of these, Lord, to be able to release and forgive, to break the power of judgments over their lives and over their minds, and they'd be able to see the beautiful image of God in this other person. Father, I pray for your power to be released in this time of prayer and intercession, that you would, on behalf of these people right now, we stand between heaven and earth, and we declare these judgments today have been broken. <clears throat> they no longer have powers. And we pray, Father, for your supernatural revelation to work in every relationship as you desire. Father, we thank you that these relationships be whole, they be healthy, and they be strong. In the powerful name of Jesus, amen. God bless you. Thank you for being in church this morning. You're released. Please wait so you can have prayer. God bless you. Have an awesome week.